Hello, and welcome to Career Talk with OG, where we empower you so opportunities come to you. Through our series of podcasts, we will give you relevant, practical, actionable career tips and strategies. We believe that through the act of storytelling, we can deliver relatable and authentic talks that allow listeners to gain real-world insight into the career journeys of industry professionals. With our very own Sasson, we bring to you Career Talk with OG. I would love to introduce our speaker for today. Oscar Garcia is the founder and chief empowerment officer of Aspida Consulting. He's an introvert turned international speaker. His training style is of a prac trainer. He actively practices what he trains others to do. Oscar's career journey includes business development roles at five startups, co-founding a nonprofit, Chamber of Commerce President and CEO, and Community Partnerships Manager at LinkedIn. As Chief Empowerment Officer, Oscar empowers you, so opportunities come to you. Awesome. Thank you, Helika. Good morning, everyone. I'm, I'm, it's morning because um, it is a little bit after 10 where I'm at, and I'm happy to see so many people from all over the world. Uh, and I do want to thank Raw for doing such an amazing job and working really hard to create a global community here and, and for this opportunity. So today I'm going to be talking about how to attract high net worth individuals using LinkedIn. And uh, feel free to submit your questions via chat. I promise you that I will leave time at the end to answer your questions. I will also give you my contact information. And, and then, of course, you can always connect with me via uh, LinkedIn uh, as well. So uh, let's get started here. Okay, so here's the agenda. Five things. Number one, I'm gonna be talking about the importance of creating and how to create our professional brand. Number two, our business brand. Number three, how to build and nourish relationships. Many of us just focus on adding a bunch of people to LinkedIn, you know, and have, you know, a thousand, five thousand, thirty thousand plus connections. But the reality is, the key thing is knowing how to nourish relationships too, as well. And then number four, I'm going to be—I'll uh, be talking about how to, uh, to create and share your business story. And then lastly, I'm a very practical person. I'm going to give you a ten-minute daily plan here to get you uh, started. Okay, so. Before we begin, let me give you a little bit of background on uh, Spina Consulting. So we are located in Mountain View. Where in the heck is Mountain View? It's in Silicon Valley, where it's about 40 minutes south of San Francisco. Now, many of you still don't know, okay, uh, Mountain View, but let me tell you something. Really, the reality is Mountain View, it's a 12 square mile place and truly is the heart of Silicon Valley. I can walk to Intuit, I can walk to Google headquarters, I can walk to LinkedIn headquarters. Microsoft has its second largest campus outside of Redmond, Washington. Facebook has offices there. WhatsApp is also there. So if you have some problems with your WhatsApp, because I know we have an international group, hey, just let me know. I'll go knock on the door, okay? And, um, and But there is a lot of technology there in Mountain View, and obviously overall in Silicon Valley. Um, so... Like Angelica mentioned, my career journey, I actually used to work in tech. I worked 12 years uh, in the tech industry for five different uh, startups. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. I also co-founded a nonprofit with family and friends. I did a career transition and I became the 
chamber CEO, did that for about seven years. And then I decided that I wanted another change. And so I left and I did a one-year consulting gig at LinkedIn doing community relations. And it was during that time that my the idea of starting my own company, Aspita Consulting, came to fruition. And so we focus on the consulting work and then also on the training uh, side. And um, actually, it, uh, this year in August, it's going to be six years uh, that uh, uh, it started Aspita Consulting. That's all good, folks. But I also want to share with you some of the obstacles that I've overcome because, like Angelica said in the uh, intro, I'm going to teach you things that I actively practice. I didn't go watch a YouTube video, uh, read a book, and then all of a sudden I became an expert, okay? Um, but I, I'm going to share these things because of personal experiences that I've overcome. Number one, English is my second language. Now, some of you are probably wondering, like, wait a minute, Oscar, but you speak it so well. Listen, Frank, it's because I learned it in kindergarten, okay? And by the time uh, uh, I was five years old, I became my parents' translator until they passed away about uh, five, six years ago. I was on the free and reduced lunch program, low-income kid. My dad was a dishwasher. My mom worked in housekeeping. Also, I was in remedial English classes, right? I had to improve my, my writing and English and all that type of stuff. Um, my parents, my dad, first grade education, my mom, middle school education, okay? So double whammy. They didn't speak English and they had barely any education. They couldn't even help me with my third grade math, let alone college. And then lastly, my natural personality is an introvert. And I know many of you are saying, well, that can't be Oscar because Oh my gosh, you know, you have so much energy and this and that and so forth. Listen, you can teach an old dog new tricks. Secondly, those of you that are introverts, you know that, you know, you can do these trainings now, speaking to a camera or, or you know, public speaking, but it drains you. It drains you, okay? And so, again, I'm going to share with you some tips on how to build and nourish those relationships and the, your brand, et cetera, and so forth coming from an introvert's perspective. If you want to hear an extrovert, go talk to Rob and he can go find another speaker. All right, let's go into it. Your professional brand. Listen folks, the foundation, the foundation to attracting opportunities is your professional brand. Everything else comes second to that. And this is what I mean. First, let me share with you some brand mistakes that we often make so that you don't make these mistakes, okay? Number one, we focus on our job title. Oh my gosh, I mean, I've grown up in Silicon Valley. I've been living in Silicon Valley for 46 years. And you know what, folks, I remember the first dot-com boom, right? People would put on their business card, stealth mode. Can I tell you, I don't give a crap about your stealth mode, okay? People focus on, Oh, I want to go do some work, you know, with 500 startups and this and that and founder. It's meaningless, folks. When I was the chamber president CEO, we perp I purposely, we had two name badges, a small one and a big one. And I purposely wore the small name badge. And I would notice that people would come up at an event and be like, hi, I'm Jack. And then, you know, oh, hey, I'm Oscar Garcia. And then all of a sudden they look at my title and it said president CEO and their demeanor changed. Right? Like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm talking to Oscar, he's the present CEO. Well, I'm going to tell you something. The day I left the chamber, that love affair with my title disappeared. Don't be fooled, folks, by titles. Here's another one. Company. 
right? Everyone and their mother wants to go work for Google, Facebook, you know, Salesforce and all these uh, companies. I'm gonna tell you something, back in 1992, when I graduated from college, yes, it's been almost 30 years. I just turned 52 and I'm damn proud of it. I'm gonna to live to 150, okay? But I'm gonna tell you something, back then in, in, in the early 90s, the tech darling companies were Intel, IBM, uh, uh, AMD, you know, Cisco, Red Hat, et cetera, Silicon Graphics. Where are those companies today? Today, it's the Google, the Facebooks, et cetera. Mark my word, five, 10, 10 or 15 years from now, we're gonna look at Google and Facebook as far as working for those companies, the way we look at some of these, you know, the Hewlett Packards. Not that they're bad companies, it's just that we lose, some of these companies lose that lesser and we tie our brand to our company. Number three, university. Listen, I am proud that I went to UC Berkeley, top public university in the world, right along with Stanford University, MIT, et cetera, and so forth. But I'm gonna tell you something, I learned more about life and overcoming challenges from a dishwasher and my mother who was in housekeeping than a college professor. Here's the other one, right? We totally focus on the opinion of others. We start our company and what are we gonna say, what are we gonna, you know, what are people gonna say? Or, you know, we come up to our family and friends and we tell them, tell them about our ideas and they poo poo our ideas and we're like, okay, you're right. And we give up, okay? And then lastly, fear of failure. We're afraid of trying things, okay? Now, why is branding important? Number one, it is going to help you create influence. It doesn't matter. The nice thing today about social media and your online presence is the ability for us to influence others, even if we're just a one-person show. Number two, it also helps us in building meaningful relationships. It also helps us with building that credibility. And ultimately, what the, all of you, I'm assuming here, want is to create opportunities here. Okay, let's talk about your professional brand. Like I said, I keep it super simple here, folks, okay? There are four main things that make up our brand. Number one, it is our image. And our image, I refer to as both our online presence image and our offline presence. Some of you have your cameras on. Obviously, you can see me. You've already, you, you're already forming a first impression of me. You like me, you don't like me. You're like, hey, that dude has a receding hairline. What's up, you know, whatever, okay? And those of you that I can see, I'm also forming a first impression of you as well. The other thing too is I'm willing to bet if I go onto your LinkedIn profile or social media account without knowing anything about you, I'm gonna form a first impression of you. If you are sharing a bunch of pictures of you at the beach, Drinking margaritas, you know, with Jimmy Buffett, Margaritaville playing in the background. Guess what? I'm going to form an opinion that you love Jimmy Buffett and you love the beach. Okay. Nothing wrong with that, folks. Nothing wrong. My whole point to this is that whatever we showcase, it's going to uh, create that impression. Now, every now and then, I get still some folks that are stuck in the 1950s and they're like, well, Oscar, I'm very private, you know, and therefore, you know, that's why I'm not on social media or I don't really post anything. I have some news for you, Flash, okay? I'm gonna tell you something. Today, I can go, at least here in the United States, I don't know about other countries, okay? But in the US, I can type your name, Rob Lau, 
and I and, and there are websites that will tell me where you live, how long you've been living there, and who you live with. And it's public information. Yeah, I know it's scary, folks, and it's out there. So if there's already information out there about us, why not put information that you want to be showcased on page one or two of Google search because no one goes to page 13. Number two, your mission. I'm gonna get into it here in a moment in more detail. But again, a lot of companies come up, right? You know, and, and you hear some of these trainers, like come up with your mission statement. Listen, I told you, okay? Like I keep being simple. Your mission is really like, why do you do what you do? Why do you do what you do? Number three, your values. Okay, the more you can align your personal values with the values of your company and showcase that to the public, right? The more authenticity, the stronger the connection, the happier you're going to be, et cetera, and so forth. And then lastly, your vision. And in this case is, I'm not Tony Robbins here. I'm not here to, to ask you to, to write a 10-year plan of where you see yourself. I, I told you, it's, I haven't even had breakfast, okay, where I'm at. So I don't even know, let alone me trying to guide you with a 10-year plan. But the other thing too, since I'm talking to a group of entrepreneurs, okay, it is critical that you know how to communicate your vision, tell your story. Let me tell you why, okay? Here's a quick story. About 12, 13 years ago, these two guys went up and down Sand Hill Road, right? Knocking on investors' doors and said, hey, investors, we have an idea. All right, what's your idea? Listen, we're going to get two, we're going to get strangers to use their car to pick up strangers and drop them off at a strange location. Do you guys want to invest in our company? As silly and stupid as an idea that is, some of you are kicking yourself in the rear end for not investing in Uber. And that's my point about knowing how to sell your vision, tell your story, folks. So these are the four main things that make up your brand. All right, let's talk about your mission or your why. So we all hear about an elevator pitch. The why statement is one piece of that elevator pitch, but I think it's important to lead with that. When I used to work at the chamber, and you asked me, Oscar, what do you do? This was my answer. I'm the president and CEO of the Mountain View Chamber of Commerce. We support and advocate on behalf of our members to create a more robust business community. I was leading with the who or what. Like, seriously? Like, I mean, what the heck does that mean? I, I mean, Google is located there, like I said, in Mountain View, okay? And they went through a huge growth during the seven years that I was there. I mean, what, what, are you supposed to get on your knees and be like, oh, thank you, Oscar, because if it wasn't for you, Google wouldn't be at Mountain View. Baloney, okay? That's boring. This statement here is boring. I encourage you, I encourage you, spend 17, 18 minutes of your time and listen, you don't even have to watch, but go to YouTube and watch Simon Sinek's Golden Circle TEDx talk. In that TEDx talk, he talks about companies like IBM, um, uh, Dell, I would even include Samsung. And he compares them with like Apple. And what he says is the IBM Dells and Samsungs of the world, when they um, release a new product or service, they leave with the what or the how. But Apple, when they come out with a new product or service, they lead with why, the experience, how does it make us feel? And yes, they also talk about the what or the how, okay? But it's that experience. Think about this, folks. 
I mean, certainly not during the pandemic, but before the pandemic, when Apple would release its new iPhone, there would be a line the day before, sometimes a week before the release of the phone, of the iPhone. I have yet to see anyone stand in line for the release of the Samsung Galaxy phone. So what am I trying to get at? From your business standpoint, from your personal, excuse me, professional brand, lead with why. Now, let me show you some examples here, okay? Again, this is how most people answer. You know, what do you do? I'm in marketing, more specifically communications. What the heck does that mean? What if instead you answered it like this? Hey, John, so what do you do? I bring clarity to marketing mumbo jumbo. Now I know this is not the best answer or whatever, but just this short answer, it stops you, did I, and you're tracking like, wait, what? What do you mean? It's kind of funny. It's a good way to just start building that relationship, folks. Here's another one. There's a bunch of these people in Silicon Valley, a bunch of software developers. In fact, I'm actually glad people are moving out of Silicon Valley because it's so expensive, man. It is sad, okay? If you haven't figured out, Angelica is my daughter. It is sad that the young generation today cannot afford to buy a home in Silicon Valley, and it's because of these software developers making good money. I'm all for making good money, okay, folks? But Here's the thing, right? You ask someone, hey, so what do you do? Oh, I'm a software developer. What? Okay, good for you. Okay, but what if instead you, uh, Amy said, hi, Amy, hey, nice to meet you. So what do you do? Well, Oscar, you know what? I build the unbuildable in tech. Wait, what, Amy, you build the unbuildable? Now, I'm not a techie person, okay? I'm not a software developer. If Amy gave me this response, number one, I would think like, wow, that's kind of funny. And number two, like I get it as a non-techie, this makes sense. And number three, the stereotype, i.e. first impressions that we have as software developers is that, that they are introverts. And the fact that Amy answered it like this, I'm like blown away. I'm like, this software developer, Amy, has a sense of humor. It's different. You stand out, folks. This is my why. I empower you so opportunities come to you. So your why in this case, folks, has it, there's two types of why. There's the personal why, and then there's the why of what's in it for your clients or other people. So in this case, I encourage your why to be uh, and what's in it for your clients, the services that you provide. There's a difference there. Okay, talk about your business plan, all right? So your business plan, believe it or not, the same things that I talked about your professional brand apply to your business brand. The image of your, your business, your why of your business, the values of your business, and the vision of your business. And I'm going to get into this uh, part two a little more, give you some specific examples here uh, a little bit later that, that fall into each of these four categories here, folks. Okay. Let's talk about building and nourishing relationships, all right? So first of all, folks, as an introvert, I remember back in the day when I worked in tech, we would have uh, trade shows, conferences, and uh, you know, sometimes we would sponsor those conferences. And of course, uh, at the end of the conference, we would have some kind of a mixer networking event. And personally, as an introvert, I didn't like those things. It made me nervous. My, my hands would be sweaty and I'd be like, oh my gosh, what, like, what do I say? I have to remember our company pitch. And what if I talk to a, a, an executive? I mean, I, I mean, I just drove myself crazy. I was nervous. 
but here's what I realized. Networking folks is being a friend. It is being a friend. And in today's virtual world, it's virtually sticking your hand out and saying, hi, Ken, I'm Oscar Garcia. And if Ken replies back, great. That's the first step to developing that relationship. If Ken does not re respond back, game over. You also need to have a thick skin and go move on. Go maybe talk to Alexandra. Maybe she's really nice, okay? Maybe she's smiling all the time, you know, and laughing at my silly jokes here, okay? So you just move on, folks, all right? But remember, networking, keep it simple. As an introvert, it's just being a friend. Why networking, okay? Why is it important? Listen, folks, believe it or not, first of all, when we have that, that wonderful idea of our business, we always go to our close friends and family, right? Because, right, we share with them, we're excited, et cetera, and so forth. But I'm going to tell you something, folks. These folks, the, your close friends and family are going to be your biggest critics, and they're probably not going to give you any opportunities. That's just a fact. Why? Because they know the good, the bad, and the ugly of Oscar Garcia. The next larger opportunity is going to come from casual friends. But the largest opportunities are going to come will be from complete strangers. Complete strangers. In fact, Rob and I, I have yet to see Rob's face. Okay. We are, you know, except for email exchange, we're like complete strangers. And look at this amazing opportunity that he's given me. How did we get here? Because we have a mutual friend that introduced us. Okay, this is why, from an opportunity standpoint, knowing how to build and nourish relationships is important, people. All right, when you are building and nourishing relationships, be what I call socially helpful, add value to other people, be a giver, not a taker. Okay, be a giver, not a taker, folks. Let me show you some example, okay, or an example here, what I mean. Most people on social media, Sell, 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 sell. This is an example, okay? It's a real estate person, but it, it gets my point across. I went onto this person's LinkedIn um, account and I looked at um, their, their post and every single post for about five or seven consecutive posts was like, come to this open house, come to this open house, come to this open house. Can I tell you something? The majority of people are not in the market to buy a home. That's a very small number. The larger percentage of the circle are people that maybe you can educate, like myself. Educate me. I'm not in the market at this moment to buy a house. But if you educate me, if you build that relationship, if you gain my trust, when I am ready to buy a home, I will come to you. Here are some things that you can do, okay? You can maybe share some tips. Some of you with your business, right? Share some tips, you know, um, what your company does, uh, how maybe share uh, what, what services do you provide? How do your services help, et cetera, and so forth, right? Here's another one. You can also share your experiences. I'm gonna show you in a, in a moment here, a video that, that we made, but share your experience, especially in this last year. How, why, how has your business survived during the pandemic? Why did you have the crazy, idea, the audacity in the, our, the, the world's most 
horrific pandemic here in our modern day history, you decide to start your own business. Share your journey, okay? Experiences. Also, here's another example. Share some strategies. Like for example, uh, my friend here, she uh, shared a document that is how digital transformation can help enhance your business. Boom, okay? That's part of the work that she does. She shared it. So share some of these uh, some of these things out there with your network. Like I said, be a giver, not a taker. The other thing too is do what I refer to as some random acts of kindness. And let me show you some examples of what I mean. So how about writing a recommendation or endorsing someone on LinkedIn? See, most of you want investors to, to give you their money. But when was the last time you said something positive about that individual person or that company? Number two, how about just checking in with a connection? Don't ask them for anything. Don't do like my kids. They only text me when they need money, okay? Like reach out to them, say hello. Back in 2019, in uh, September of 2019, I was uh, getting ready to go on a trip to Panama. And um, uh, I reached out to a friend of mine who uh, was a former board member, David. We hadn't spoken in about two and a half years. And I reached out to him and I said, hey, David, you know what? I apologize. I dropped the ball that we haven't spoken, you know, but I just want to say hello. Anyways, we spoke for almost about 30 minutes. And at the end, he says, hey, Oscar, you know what? It was great to hear from you. I'm glad things are going well. Thanks for reaching out. Well, a little less than a month later, about three weeks later, I take off to Panama to do a series of trainings. And on the, on the way back, I do a layover in Houston, Houston airport. And of course, you know, I turn on my cell phone as soon as you're able to. And all of a sudden, I have a voicemail from David. I listened to the voicemail and David's like, hey, Oscar, I met with a client or a potential client. I can't help them because they need someone that speaks Spanish. And I thought of you. Call me if you're interested and I'll give you all the details. And he made that introduction. I didn't reach out to David because I was expecting him to do that. I just reached out to him, hello. And I just planted that good seed. Highlighting your contacts, okay? I'm gonna show you in the next slide an example of how through LinkedIn, I highlight my, my network uh, every Friday. Uh, next, share resources, right? You can share some articles, et cetera. I already gave you some previous examples. And then lastly, how about making some introductions? Okay, how about making some introductions? You know of an opportunity, you know someone, a good person, maybe introduce them, or maybe just introduce people that have common interests and let that relationship go wherever it needs to go. Here's an example of how I highlight someone in my network. Every Friday, I do what I call thank God for my network post, okay? Why? Because listen, I don't let the calendar dictate my attitude. I'm just as fired up Monday as I am on Friday. I'm just as pissed off Friday as I am on Monday, okay? Don't ever send me a message saying TGIF, okay? Because I don't give a rip about TGIF. Instead, what I do, I just randomly pick someone in my network. I screenshot it with my phone. I don't get all fancy with Adobe Photoshop and all that stuff, okay? Just on my phone. I take a screenshot and I share it on my LinkedIn. I tag the person and I say something positive about them. And the truth is, I don't give a rip if that person, if Hamid ever says thank you to me, because I don't do it for that reason. I do it unconditionally, folks. But here's the thing. Many times, the people that I highlight do thank me. Also, I expose them to my network. What do you think my network thinks of me? 
See, folks, a lot of people say, oh, karma is the B word. No, it's not. Karma is whatever you put out. If karma is being the B word, maybe you need to look in the mirror and you're beat because you're being the B word. Be a giver, not a taker, folks. Next, we hear this word a lot, being authentic. Just be real, folks. Be real. Be yourself, okay? Lead with the, with, with, with the compassion and heart. Here's some examples, okay? Like my buddy here, during, early during the pandemic, on the left, he's all right. Kids are, you know, parents, kids are working at home and the kids, right? They need to calm, calm them down, you know, with, you know, remote learning too for the kids and all that. And then like, you know, whatever, a day or two later, you know, the kids have taken over the computer. It's a hilarious, hilarious post, but it humanizes that interaction that, that this person on LinkedIn, the professional platform. Here's another one too, about uh, speaking, sharing from your heart. This is a post that I did. I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but I said, I don't care to be a TEDx speaker. I care to speak from my heart. I don't care that I'm an introvert. I care to listen, to understand. I don't care to be perfect. I care to inspire others through my imperfection, et cetera, et cetera. And I shared this and look what happened. Look at what my friend did. She reshared this post and looked the very nice thing that she said. Oscar has inspired me to do many things and today again to write my own I don't care list. Folks, what do you think if I reached out to her and I asked her for an introduction to an investor or someone? You think she would do it? Of course she would. Of course she would. Let's talk about connecting and following up, folks, okay? So first of all, where can you find people, okay? I'm gonna tell you something, the way, this is not a webinar setup. Personally, I don't like webinar setups because to me, it makes it look very impersonal. But in this case, the way this is set up, take a screenshot. In fact, we're actually gonna email you or uh, and Angelica, maybe she could share you know, a form uh, via the chat. But um, we're gonna email you where if you want, you can include your LinkedIn URL. And then what we'll do is we'll share everyone's LinkedIn URL with those that agree to, to, for it to be shared so that you can network folks. But here's an example. You can just go on to uh, online events, whether it's meetups. Rob has a ton of different topics, right? And participate in some of these and look at networking uh, with some of these folks. This is, as an introvert, I love tools like this because for an introvert, finding that common ground is very important to networking. Also, you can go on to social media. In this particular example, it's obviously LinkedIn. You can follow hashtags on LinkedIn, search for hashtags. And, uh, on LinkedIn, I pulled up this hashtag, hashtag startups. There are over 20 million followers on LinkedIn with this hashtag. When you follow it, what happens is every time someone posts something that has that hashtag startup, it increases, not automatic, but it increases chances that you will see that post on your feed, assuming that the post is visible to anyone on LinkedIn. And that leads to you commenting on that post, it leads to networking, et cetera, and so forth. All right, also, okay, this is an example here. So I actually did a talk for Stat Zero last year, last, I think it was last summer. And, um, and um, you, know, you can always go to an investor's page, a company's page, and look up, right, because they have a list of who um, the executive team, right? So you can go on there, and when you when you go to the page, go to LinkedIn afterwards, okay, and take a look. Um, now, here's the thing. First of all, 
let me tell you what not to do when you send a message to connect with someone. Don't do this, folks, okay? This is actually a message that I just got like two or three days ago. And the person's like, hi, Oscar, um, whatever his name is in company. And we make wellness products using the regenerative power of hemp, blah, blah, blah. Hey, right? Like, like, first of all, like, where does this guy get the idea that I'm interested in hemp or cannabis or anything like that? Secondly, the dude doesn't even know that when I was five years old, I was, you know, rubbing marijuana alcohol on my parents, you know, because Mexicans were good at home remedies, okay? Like, I probably know more about hemp products than this dude does, okay? At five years old. So, but anyways, this is like, this message is totally irrelevant. Like, he didn't even take the time to read my profile, you know, really customize, personalize it to my areas of interest. Here's another one. Same thing. About two or three days ago, I got this one too. And it's like, hi, com uh, space, comma, space, Oscar, you know, in this crazy world, investors need a partner to come alongside them with the goal of capturing up markets and avoiding major down markets. Can I tell you something? What the heck does this message have anything to do with me? Secondly, can I tell you something? I'm, I'm willing to bet a hundred bucks that this is an automated message because of the fact that there is a space after the comma and a space just before my name. Like the dude needs to figure out his automation system so that, you know, it's, 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 it's right here. Like he could have sent this message to any of you on here, okay? Very impersonal message, all right? Do, do not do this. Let me show you an example of connecting with investors. So first of all, going back to step zero. So I'm connected to Jessica Salinas. She shares a tremendous amount of resources. I encourage you to follow her on LinkedIn. But one day she shared this Google doc of a list of potential investors of companies and the industry, et cetera. I mean, like, this is like golden, like, if I was you, I would log off this webinar and just go connect with Jessica right now, okay? And so, and so anyways, I clicked on it, right? And let's say you want to, you click on one of these guys. This is actually one of the gentlemen that's listed on that list, Alan Braverman. So I looked up Alan on LinkedIn and uh, let's say I wanted to connect with Alan. And so down below, you can see the message here. It's more personalized. Hi, Alan, my company name, whatever your company name is, is enrolled, let's say, assuming you were, in StatZero's training program. Jessica Salinas, one of their founding partners, shared a list of potential industry champions. I welcome the opportunity to connect with you. See, folks, you see how this is more personalized? And it not that it's 100% guarantee, because there's no 100% guarantee that people are going to accept it, but the fact that you personalized it. In fact, let's take it one step further. If let's say you were in that program with Jessica, we got, what I would do is I would ask Jessica, hey, Jessica, would you be open to making an introduction between Alan uh, and myself for this reason? You just never know. Now, a lot of people are busy and they might not because they don't have the time. But if you don't ask, you know what the answer is going to be, no. Here's another example, okay? So I actually one day was perusing my, my LinkedIn feed and I saw someone share an article from David who is a vice president of global HR services at VMware. Like he is the top dog there, okay? Senior executive. And the article uh, that they shared was about his childhood story, which resonated with me. 
I found him on LinkedIn and I sent him this message. Hi, David, I just read your story. It's fine. My parents were migrant workers and I can relate to your story. I welcome the opportunity to connect with you on LinkedIn. Within five minutes of me sending him that message, he accepted. He accepted. And now we are connected on LinkedIn. Again, personalized messages. And folks, it doesn't just always have to be on LinkedIn. Anywhere. If it's an email, uh, if it's on other social media platforms, find some common ground, personalize it. Where can you find uh, some uh, some people? This is not an all This is not an exhaustive list, okay? But on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on you know meetups, etc. Obviously, there are groups that you can look people up, look them up on social media, and reach out to them. One of the easiest places to network is your school, your university page. I mean, I almost 100% of the time will connect with someone that went to UC Berkeley or a student because we have that common ground there, okay? Again, using social media. And then also LinkedIn gives you the opportunity to see mutual connections as well. Um, here's some uh, follow-up uh, tips. So one, again, connect on social media. Make sure that you also send a follow-up note once they connect with you. In fact, I'm going to tell you something. On LinkedIn, you can actually send voice messages. I am a lazy writer. I prefer to send voice messages. And I almost, almost every single time that I send someone a voice message, they either tell me, like, I've never received a voice message, or B, I had no idea that you can send, send voice messages via LinkedIn. And guess what? That's just a small little differentiator, little common ground there, too, as well, to help with the networking. And then lastly, number three is, as I mentioned uh, before, be sharing some value-added uh, tips. Okay, let's talk about creating and telling your business story. All right. First, folks, select the platform. I know I'm talking about here LinkedIn, and ideally, I mean, LinkedIn is the platform for, you know, what you're doing, what we're doing. But it's not the only platform, okay? But select the platform, the social media platform. I would encourage you to start with maybe one or two platforms and then expand from there. Don't try to cover too much because you're going to do a crappy job. Also, identify your strengths. Some of you are, are good in front of the camera. Some of you suck at it, okay? That's fine, okay? I suck at writing, hence why I don't write much, okay? Some of you are better, you know, audio, okay? Audio, that's fine. Figure out where your strength is, audio, written, or video. One of the platforms that's taken off here during the pandemic, maybe some of you know this, Clubhouse. It's an audio-only platform. Go on there then, okay? Go figure it out. But there is no reason, no excuse for you not to... Um, be uh, sharing some content and, and, and developing your brand and presence. Just start with your strengths and then grow from there. Okay, your online presence. So remember I mentioned earlier in the very beginning that I could go onto your social media and kind of get an impression, right, of yourself. So Wendy here, she's actually a friend of mine, and Wendy's out in, in Vietnam, and her one of her goals is to be a connector, a business connector between Vietnamese business professionals professionals and Silicon Valley professionals, which is fine. But 
if she told me that right now and not known really anything beyond that, and I went on to her social media account, let's say in this case, Instagram, and I look at it. So, you know, this is my first impression. Went, okay, you know what? I mean, she's got okay followers. 321 followers is not a lot. Nah, not many posts either. Um, she's got a nice picture there. She looks friendly. She's smiling, et cetera, and so forth. Her um, connections here, you know, uh, bilingual TV host, cross countries, business connector, San Francisco, California, et cetera. And, you know, she has some highlights. But if you notice, though, the highlights, a lot of her highlights are about just like of her, not of business. So like in my mind, I'd be like, is she a model or is she a business connector? Like, what is it, right? Like, I'm not sure. And, and so same thing with some of her posts, right? Again, if I'm looking for a business connector, someone to help me, her post is not quite in alignment, okay? It's not quite in alignment, all right? So this is what I mean by first impressions. Your brand, you need to have maintain or develop and maintain a brand consistency. On the upper left is my uh, um, uh, image from my LinkedIn profile. On the bottom left is the image for my podcast and I have career talk with OG. There's that consistency there, okay? And then on the right, you see the uh, Aspita Consulting uh, Instagram post. Obviously, uh, Instagram doesn't allow you to put a, um, a background image and so forth, but it's important that you adapt your brand to the platform, but you also maintain a level of consistency. Your business presence, okay, online. Let me show you an example here again of first impressions. So one day I had this gentleman reach out to me via LinkedIn to offer me his leadership coaching services. So I'm like, okay, you know, I always check people out. So I went to his website and uh, I'm like, okay, it's got that header, leadership coaching, your success insurance. And then I looked at the rest of it. And first of all, he's got that calendar clock icon from like 1994, from Palm, Palm Pilot days. Like seriously, this is 2011, dude. And you still using icons from 1994. Also, a bunch of text, okay? This is actually a screenshot of his homepage. I mean, I am not a web designer, website designer, web, website developer or anything like that, but I do have some understanding of website layout. This is like the dude who's 52 years old and wearing shorts with white, with tennis shoes and white socks all the way up to his knees. I'm like, dude, you look like a grandpa. Okay. Like, please. Okay. Like my, and again, this guy's services might be awesome, but it's that first impression. And for me personally, this is not the style. For some people, this style works. It doesn't for me. This is our website, okay? Aspita Consulting. So first of all, the logo up there. For those of you that don't know Spanish, in English, Aspita means to aspire, to aspire. So if you notice the logo, even the, that like almost like the A is going up, right? Aspire, you go up, you know, you're progressing, moving forward. Also, my why, boom, right there on the homepage, empowering you so opportunities come to you. The image that's in there, it's me speaking with my hand, with my fist like this, like power, right? It's all in alignment to my brand. Also, on the, on the website, I have 
some credibility because a lot of times people want to know, right? Some companies that I've uh, done some trainings for. As a training speaker, uh, companies oftentimes want to see my style of speaking. Boom, there's a YouTube video, okay, that you can see. Also, the other thing too, folks, and this is just my personal style, you take it or leave it, just like everything that I'm telling you here, okay? But your, your about section or your bio, folks, like I don't encourage you to do a cookie cutter bio. I mean, like this person, you know, their name, you know, founder and president of blah, 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 you know, their company name. As part of the Ken Blanchard network of keynote speakers, a member of the Silicon Valley Coaching Federation and blah, 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 blah. This is how most people have their bios, executive CEOs, right? They leave with their credentials, okay? This is what I do, okay? On the left, that's, that's, my, that's me, okay? Totally shy. And I write, growing up, I was shy and, uh, and an introvert. English is my second language. And as soon as I learned how to speak it, I became my parents' translator, et cetera, et cetera, and so forth. And then on the, uh, excuse me, that's on the left. On the right, I talk about today. Okay, so I like to connect with the, pe with the people's heart when they go to the website, folks. I like to connect because at the end of the day, this, if there's something, I learned many lessons from my parents. And one thing I learned from my parents is relationship first, business second. Relationship first, business second, okay? And, and the way you do that online is by sharing part of your vulnerability, okay? Yes, I mean, you can find my credentials and all that other you know, fancy stuff, okay? Your story. So your story here, to keep it simple, there are three main components to telling your story. Number one is, as I said, have your why listed there, okay? Why do you do what you do? Number two, who are you? By that, I mean, what are some of your personality traits? And then number three, what is your career? or business journey story. I, I shared mine at the very beginning, right? And then, and then lastly, what's your vision? Where are you going? What do you want to accomplish? Just keeping it simple. Those of you that want a little more meat, here's another way to write your, your story, okay? One is think, of, think about who your audience is. I mean, you're always gonna want to adapt it. Number two, what is the purpose of the story that you're sharing? Number three, is there a hug, something that's gonna capture people's attention? Number four, what is the emotional tone? You wanna be excited, fired up? Is it a little bit more somber, you know, thoughtful, provocative, uh, provocative, et cetera, and so forth. And then what is the takeaway? And then lastly, number six, is there a call to action, All right? Here's another example, okay? You can do it very simply, okay? Just keep it client facing. You can answer this question, what do I do? I help whoever your target audience is achieve whatever their goal is by providing whatever product or service. And then who do you work with? Who's your audience? Audience number one, two, or three, you list them, okay? Folks, I'm giving you several examples because I want, I, I, part of the thing is I'm an excuse eliminator. Okay, I don't want you to come to me and be like, oh, it's so complicated. I've given you several options and, and some templates so that you can put some action to work. Here's, here is, you know, the, for Aspida Consulting in terms of our business story. Aspida Consulting empowers you, so opportunities come to you. That's the why. We are a Silicon Valley training consulting firm providing LinkedIn professional branding, networking, 
and social selling training. We deliver customized virtual and in-person seminars and workshops. Our clients include career development organizations, university startups, and sales organizations. Very simple, folks. Very simple. Now, let's talk about promoting your story, okay? So, here we go. Where do you promote it? I'm gonna share with you a quick little video here. It's probably about like 30 seconds uh, long here, so you can see an example. folks so this was a video that i created on my phone because i told you i'm not a techie person okay i created it on my phone and i shared it as part of the new year's um um post you know a lot of people for new year's and again nothing wrong okay i'm not criticizing you for if you did this but a lot of people ran a new year's on social media happy new year right with the whatever whatever here's to you know 2021 hopefully things change and this and that that's fine. I created this video. I'm going to tell you something. My video kicked ass over your stupid little, you know, hat, you know, and the horns tooting. Okay. This is connecting with the heart versus your other common, because that's what everyone does. Those other type of posts, folks. And this is also telling the story of a speed of consulting of the crap that we went through last year and that we are still overcoming today. In terms of creating content, folks, I also want to share with you because sometimes people wonder, it's like, oh my gosh, but I'm so busy as an entrepreneur, you know, like I barely have time, you know, to like sit down and, you know, like I'm, I'm working like 23 and a half hours, you know, and this and that, and then I have a family, whatever, okay? Like, let me break it down, okay, to you. So every, every week um, I do a, a LinkedIn Live called Career Talk with OG. This is the image that we created and we shared it on Instagram. From that talk, that LinkedIn Live event, we created some more content, for, okay? And out of that content, we then took the audio version from LinkedIn Live and we shared it on the podcast. And there's more things that we did. But here's an example of what, how one event, we're able to slice it up kind of like a birthday cake and give everyone a little slice without having to reinvent the wheel every single time. I'm telling you, you can take a screenshot of this webinar, leave me out, I don't give a rip, okay? But make sure you get Rob in there, okay? And, and, and share it, you know what? And post it and thank, you know, you know people whatever about this, this webinar. But again, there's absolutely no reason why you cannot just simply create some content here. 
Also on LinkedIn, there is a section, the featured section, where you can highlight specific content related to your business. All right, I have some articles that I've written. Uh, I have uh, videos, social selling, building relationships, et cetera, and other content that I, that I feature, that is featured in my feature section on LinkedIn. Also, it is important, okay, it's not just to share content, but to create engagement. Here's an example of a post that I shared not that long ago, where, as, as I mentioned to you, how I learned more from a dishwasher and a hotel maid than a college professor, a career coach, or a business coach. And I share this on LinkedIn, and so far, it's received almost 11,000 views, 300 plus, um, you know, engagement, thumbs up, hearts, whatever, and 76 comments. You might wonder, like, Oscar, what does this have anything to do with training? Nothing. It has to do with connecting with people's heart, people. And if you're still asking me, what does it have to do with training? You're missing the whole point of what I'm talking, uh, talking about. It's about building and nourishing relationships. You can, be, you can have the stupidest product out there, but if someone loves you, they'll open the door and, and listen to you for 30 seconds. But if you're a jerk, good luck. All right. I'm gonna give you this 10 minute plan. I'm gonna open it up to some questions. I told you I leave plenty of time here for questions, all right? Listen, folks, I gave you a lot of information. You're gonna to need to go back and you know play the video in slow motion, okay? Because I get all amped up too and all that type of stuff, okay? But I also wanna make sure that I give you something easily digestible and I call it the 10 minute plan. What I'm gonna share with you next is something that I want you to do for 10 minutes each day. It is a timed activity. It does not mean that you have to accomplish it, okay? So here it is. I want you to start, okay? And listen, you're all entrepreneurs here or, or you know, an entrepreneur mindset. So I want you to start tomorrow. Do not wait for Monday, even though it says Monday. But I want you tomorrow, tomorrow is start writing your why. And remember I told you, your why has to do with what's in it for your client or for other people, not the personal why. On a personal level, I'm not getting paid to be here to do this, okay? I woke up super early, okay, uh, to, to, to do this and prepare. But my personal why is I love helping other people dream bigger. I love inspiring them and I love serving them. But as it relates to you is I empower you so opportunities come to you. That's what I mean. On Tuesday, or you can wait until Monday, take the weekend off, okay? Work on your story, your personal story. On Tuesday, start working on your business story. Then start sharing content. And as far as sharing content, let's keep it simple. Let's start with just liking someone's post. Then from there, you can move up to commenting. What do I say? Thank you, Oscar, for sharing that content. It was, it was helpful. And then lastly, what's more involved is actually finding content, writing a note, and sharing it. So start with something simple. And then lastly, what I want you to do is I want you to reach out to three to five people. Do not ask them for anything. Just say hello. Just touch bases. Building and nourishing relationships is a long-term game. Stop looking for a one-night stand, okay? It's a long-term game, folks. Building and nourishing relationships here. All right. If you want to know if this training is effective, I told you I practice what, what I preach here. There are 1.8 million quote unquote trainers on LinkedIn that do what I do, okay? I don't give a rip how many there are because there's only one 
OG, there's only one Oscar Garcia. I did 145 online events, okay? I did almost 100 workshops, trained last year alone, over 6,000 folks, and we 15X our sales, and I spent zero money on marketing. And I have the free version of LinkedIn, folks. I have the free version, all right? So if this introvert, who English is a second language, who comes from low income can do it, I think you can too, folks. Okay, drop it here. All right, let us know. Rank the webinar one to 10. We take negative numbers. You can go negative 100. You can also go a positive, you know, triple digits if you liked it here. Um, here is an overview of some of the uh, uh, service that I provide. Uh, do some webinars, one to two hour seminars, excuse me. Um, I also do executive mentorship uh, as well, one on one, and then also half day and full day uh, workshops. There's my phone number on the bottom left, my email. If you're a super introvert, fine, go, you know, go to the website, right? And then lastly, here's where you can uh, connect with me, follow me on LinkedIn, Instagram. You can subscribe to the podcast uh, as well, all right? So um, let me open it up to questions. Angelica, I'm gonna turn it over to you. Any questions? Hello, yes, give me just a second here. I do have a question. So for those of you who have questions right now, please feel free to type them in the chat. I have one question here from earlier that is asking, how do I ask for money if a startup, uh, sorry, how do I ask for money if my, uh, without sounding lame or needy? My product is high level realtor for realtors, builders, lenders. I want the connection to buy or invest. How do I craft my message? Okay, what, what, was the pro what is the product? Uh, it just says, uh, they just mentioned that the product is to high level realtors, builders, and lenders. They just mentioned the, their and, audience. Okay, in, in the beginning, they want, to, they want to connect with investors? Yes, it's how to ask for money if a, uh, for their startup without sounding yeah. lame or needy. Okay, so I, I don't know who your name is, doesn't matter, okay? Like, let's just go, Bob, okay? Listen, Bob. This is a relationship. I want you to picture this, okay? And, and forgive me that I use this analogy. It's the only one that comes to my mind at this moment. It's like dating, okay? You're at the bar and you see someone, I don't give a rep, male or female, okay? Someone that you're attracted to. You don't go up to the person and say, will you marry me? Odds are they're probably gonna think you're weird and they're probably gonna walk away. That is too quick for you to ask. What you need to do is do the things that I just shared earlier Find them on LinkedIn, ideally, or other social media platforms. Follow them, read up on what it is that they're interested, what they're doing, et cetera, and so forth, right? It's kind of like that courtship. Start taking those baby steps. Hi, I'm Bob. And then once you send that invitation, that personalized invitation to connect, and then at that point, you can then... And you're going to know because you're going to feel it. Is this the right time for me to ask? But if you just flat out come out and ask like, hey, this is what I got. I'm like, you're going to go through, a, you're going to leave a lot of dead bodies behind. You're going to go through a ton of people. Absolutely. I have another question here from, and I, I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name, Varun. 
Hi, Oscar. Great webinar. Very informative. One question that I have is how do you transition from a professional talk to a little more semi-personal talk to build a great foundation of trust and relation? That's great. So one of the things that, that we do is like, for example, these webinars, and if you go on to, again, whether it's on LinkedIn or even on our YouTube channel, you'll see that oftentimes we take little snippets of my talks and snippets are anywhere from 30 seconds to 90 second long um, videos that, that snippets and we share that as a tip. And so what, what happens is one, people find it helpful. Number two, people begin to engage comment. And so when they engage in comment, then that uh, makes it easier for me as an introvert to just say something to them, you know, hey, thanks for your comment. I look at their profile. Oh, you know what? Oh my gosh, Ken, we haven't talked in a long time. But what have you been up to? And again, it just opens the door to do it. So that's what I uh, would recommend that, that, or that's how I would recommend you do it. Definitely a process. I have another question here asking, how do I connect with people online if in the past I've had stalkers and probably are still looking for me online? Hence why I keep my privacy. Any advice slash ideas? Yeah, so uh, again, folks, LinkedIn tends to have less of this, not to say that LinkedIn doesn't have uh, issues too. There are some there, but um, what, what you could do is, so actually, if, you know, if I think Angelica has shared a link uh, called Linktree, uh, and there's other services, but Linktree has a service where you can aggregate different um, websites or, or URLs. And what's nice is, is that you can send that, for example, to someone, um, and it even has the opportunity for someone to email you, et cetera, and so forth, some features. So you can use that way to reach out to folks that is not so much sort of stealth, but it's still, you know, it's almost kind of like a digital business card uh, way to do that. So that, that's, that's what I would recommend. Perfect. I have a great question here from Brett. He's asking, as someone who is currently working a nine to five and has a LinkedIn already, would you suggest a second account strictly for startup versus merging both? Yeah, you know, buddy, uh, LinkedIn is one of those is one of those social media um, uh, platforms where I don't recommend that you have multiple profiles. I mean, like on Instagram, you know, or even uh, Facebook or something. Yeah. But on LinkedIn, uh, no, um, it just confuses people. It really does uh, confuse people. So what I would recommend is, and not knowing more about your situation, but it, if you are in a situation where it's your company is okay with you, um, um, sharing more about your personal interests or, you know, if you have like your side hustle, et cetera, then <clears throat> add uh, under your work experience, um, you know, uh, maybe what it is that you do as, as, your, as your side business or, you know, your startup uh, in your about section, you can uh, rewrite it so that it explains what you're currently doing and where your interests uh, are right now. That's assuming, again, your company is okay with that. Now, there are some situations where companies are not okay with that. So obviously, if that's the case, then you have to be very careful um, uh, about what you post. And in that case, what I would recommend is don't connect or unconnect from uh, coworkers, okay, on your LinkedIn. That's what I would 
do. And make sure the other, the last thing that I want to tell you is make sure that the email address you are using for your LinkedIn profile is, is your personal, not your work. Sometimes I see people connect their work email address to their LinkedIn profile. And guess what, folks? The day that love affair ends with that job, you're going to have a hard time getting yourself back into that LinkedIn account. Absolutely. I have another question here from Chuck. He is asking, why do 99% of startups silently fail and not seek the free advice offered by many mentors? Most mentors invest time in startups, only later becoming paid advisors to profitable companies. <laughs> yeah, it's human nature, my friend. I, I really think, see, we oftentimes hear that knowledge is power. That's not true. Applied knowledge is power. Applied knowledge. I am guilty of this, okay, where I've taken courses, et cetera, and so forth, and then don't do anything. Listen, my dad was an alcoholic. And we would tell him, stop drinking. It's, you know, it's ruined the family. It's unhealthy for you. And you know when he stopped drinking? When he had a heart attack and he almost died. Human nature, folks. I have a question here. A, we haven't gotten this one before. When you started your entrepreneurship journey and faced with the 2020 storm and other storms, did you ever go back to working? You went from consulting to the entrepreneurship journey again, question mark. Great question. So I, so I always wanted to, uh, that last year, I, 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 it, it was, it, there was no doubt that I wanted to continue my, uh, my business, growing my business, i.e. also my brand. And, um, in March of 2020, when the training business revenue just completely got wiped out, disappeared, I was financially like nervous and in a financial hole, right? And I, what I did, I actually applied folks for a retail job um, uh, in the stock room because I said to myself, you know what? I just need something to pay the bills where mentally... I don't have to bring work home and it's going to give me the time to continue being online, doing webinars, trainings, continue to stay uh, top of mind, but I'm going to generate some revenue and see folks, some of you might need to do that. You might need to take a step or two back, but still treat your business like it's your child and give it the attention, the love that it needs to continue to grow. Luckily, I, uh, you know, thank God I did not have to take that job, uh, that retail in the stock room, but I was ready to do it because I'll do whatever it takes. We have another question here and it's from Eddie. Thoughts, your thoughts on automation to build message chains, et cetera. Uh, you know what, my friend, um, we use automation when it comes to e, like newsletters, e-newsletters, <coughs> um, uh, on the website, okay? But when it comes to social media, I don't uh, use automation and I don't encourage you. In fact, actually, I know like, for example, LinkedIn frowns upon that and there is a possibility that that um, you could, A, your post might not receive as much visibility and two is depending on, like, you know those messages that I share, share with you? Um, I, LinkedIn does not like that. And you could potentially, your account could get suspended uh, for using automation uh, tools like that. Um, on a personal level, listen, again, I'm a 
about being intentional and building relationships. Okay. I don't care to have 30,000 followers. I don't, that's just my style. Okay. I want to be intentional with developing relationships. Yes, absolutely. Brian is a Helica, your daughter. Yes, I am his daughter. I don't know if it's my luscious hair that gave it away, but yes. I don't think it is a Helica. <laughs> we are related. Thank you for that question. I have another question here. Ah, Alexandra, I would like to have some advice to not lose your motivation when things aren't working out or to manage frustration when you are raising money. Any tips? Yeah, it, yeah it, I'm sorry. The, what's the name of the person in us? Alexandra. Alexandra, great question too as well. So Alexandra, here's what I recommend, okay, so that we don't lose motivation. First of all, don't focus on motivation because motivation is like a fuel. It's like gas to a car. You, you fill up your car with gas and then you drive for X amount of miles and the fuel drops, right? And then you got to go fuel up again or recharge the battery. Motivation is like that. It's like the fuel, it depletes. But instead, focus on identifying your purpose. Why do you do what you do, okay? Which is why folks, for me, like again, when I boil it down to its lowest common denominator, why I do what I do is I love helping people dream bigger, inspiring them and serve them. This is why I'm doing this webinar. This is why later this afternoon, I'm gonna do a leadership um, training, facilitate a leadership training for three hours. And, and again, as an introvert, I'm gonna be fried. Like, don't message me later this afternoon. Give me until tomorrow, okay? Um, because it's just exhausting. But but what keeps me going is my purpose, my why, not my motivation. Motivation is up and down. We have someone here who is wondering about your gorgeous right. background. Could you please elaborate where where this picture is being? has been taken from. Did you catch that? Oh, give it just a second here. Oh, Oscar, can you hear me? Hold on, give me just a second. Oscar, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm, I'm uh, actually, uh, Angelica, are you there? Yes, are you, is it my internet? Can you hear me? So there we go. So yes, yes, I can. Yeah, so th this is actually uh, uh, in Puerto Vallarta uh, is the background, which is where uh, I'm at. And uh, um, my goal here now is to do some multinational living between Silicon Valley and Puerto Vallarta. Awesome. Um, can you hear me now? Okay, good. Yes. Hold on, give it. Awesome. Just I think we're cutting out a little bit. Awesome. Th yes, thank you, Chuck. My voice is coming through very clearly. Okay, good. Oh, always a worry when you're on Zoom that your Wi-Fi is going to go out. Now, let's see here. I'm going to go ahead and give it a couple more seconds here. 
and see if anyone else has any questions. It's been such a pleasure to be here with you all. All have great, great questions. Some questions that we have never heard of before. So I'm gonna give it just a couple more. Awesome, thank you everyone. I'll go ahead and share right now in the chat Oscar's link tree link which has his contact information and also his more about Aspita consulting i'm sharing that now and awesome and for those that, of you that did complete the google form we will be sure to send that out to those who gave permission that way you can go ahead and connect with those on this webinar I'll go ahead and leave it. I have one more question here from Elvis and we'll go ahead and leave it off with this question. Oscar, can you please talk about hashtags on LinkedIn? Yeah, yeah. Hashtags on LinkedIn work very similar to hashtags like on Instagram or Facebook. And um, so one is you can follow hashtags. So anytime someone shares a post that is public and has whatever the hashtag you're following, you will um, see that post and it increases chances of seeing that post. Also, um, you can uh, search for certain hashtags uh, and uh, that helps you stay informed, helps you connect, it helps you uh, network, excuse me, it helps you also um, to, uh, you know, to give your two cents uh, as well to comments on those posts. The other thing too is when you are posting something on LinkedIn, depending on the post, you can add your hashtags because the same thing that you see when you follow other hashtags, other people will see your post when you tag it with those hashtags that might not be connected with you. And again, it's just a good way to be building your community, your tribe, networking here, okay? Thank you, Elvis, for that question. And with that, I will go ahead and sign off in just a second. If for whatever reason I am a flawed human being and I do not get to your question, I do apologize, but please feel free to reach out to us. We're always happy to answer your questions after this webinar. I know sometimes you're like, oh shoot, why didn't I ask that question when I had the chance? No worries, you got you. Oscar is very accessible. Um, and so with that, Oscar, any parting words before we conclude today? Yeah, no. Folks, definitely do the 10 minute um, daily plan. Start like start today. The more you wait, the less likely you're going to do anything. And uh, again, like Angelica said, you know, uh, fill out that um, Google Doc form, include your LinkedIn URL, and we'll share it with uh, the rest of the, the folks that also filled it out. But um, thank you, Rob. I want to thank you, my friend, for this amazing opportunity. Keep kicking butt, keep giving uh, to folks. You give a lot. Uh, people out there, you have thousands of people. Uh, and thank you uh, for the opportunity. So, bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you, everyone. Bye -bye. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Career Talk with OG. Be sure to rate us and let us know what content you want to see on our next podcast. For more information, visit our website at www.aspidaconsulting.com.